Hello everybody and welcome back to another fantastic week here at the office. And by office I mean it's Join the Gang, a New Age Community podcast. On this show, my lovely co-host Max Papadopoulos and myself, Connor Tripp, talk to people who are part of the New Age community about what they spend their time doing. Max, what's going on this week? Well, I also like to think of this as more of an office, and I think we have great office morale here. Um, I'm having a great week myself. Uh, this is sort of our time around the water cooler, as it were. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I think that uh, there was just a little bit more time until I can actually meet people again until my two weeks of vaccination are up. So I am hyped for next week. Yeah, I'm getting my second shot on uh, in a few days' time, so I'm excited about that. But this water cooler idea... I like it. I mean, you're standing around the cooler, you're chatting with your buddies, someone new comes to the water cooler, and you're like, man, who's this person? And then they turn out to be wonderful. But before we get into our wonderful water cooler guest tonight, we do have a fun little announcement for the show. This episode is episode number 16, and coming up in just two episodes, episode 18 is going to be our season one finale. We're really excited about this. We've been making the podcast now for uh, probably four months or so, maybe five months, and we're going to conclude our first season with a bang. It's going to be lovely, and by that point, we'll have had over 50 unique guests on the show. We're very proud to be here, and so I am had to share that with you guys, that this is a fun decision that we've made, and you can look forward to it in a few weeks. Yeah, uh, I, sorry, I also want to point out that the network is not canceling us. The network is not canceling us. Uh, we are just choosing to take a small little break, and then there will be back with season two, of course. Season two. Well, season two is not here yet because season one is still raging on, and tonight we have a rager of an episode. We will be talking about Riot's shooter game, Valorant, and to talk about Riot's shooter game, Valorant, in all capital letters. We have three guests who are so amazing, their names should be in all capital letters. Max, why don't you tell us about the first guest? Well, of course, I'll talk about the first guest. The first guest being a current eboard member, being just uh, one, of the, one of the largest memers of the club. You'd think that his last name... M stood for Memer with how much he uh, he really contributes to the to the fun that people have here. It's Griffin. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Now, Griffin, I hear that you do just an absolutely stunning Pac-Man impression. Um, I'm legally not allowed to talk about that. Great. Well, I'm glad that you do such a great Pac-Man impression. I didn't know so this. Much. Yeah, I actually got a cease and desist from, um, is it Bandai Namco? Is it? It's Bandai Namco. Okay, I got it right. Well, uh, it seems that the the uh, the love for uh, for your jokes here won't die as Pac Man always does in that game. Because heroes never die. Which ghost is your favorite? Um, has to be Clyde. Clyde? Is he the orange one? I believe so. As if that's correct, he's my favorite. 
Yeah, he's gotta be the orange one because he's the also one the one, one that stands out the most because there's Pinky's like Inky, the pink one. Yeah, there's P- Inky, Pinky, something. Blinky is it Blinky? Blinky? Yeah, Blinky's the blue one. Yeah, yeah. My, my favorite's the cyan one for sure. Blinky, cyan, cyan. Okay. Well, I mean, well, I think the real question though is Pac-Man or Mrs. Pac-Man. I've never played Miss. It's Ms. Pac-Man, by the way. Oh. You shouldn't presume Whoa. the marital status of Ms. Pac-Man. That's very rude. It's no surprise. Well, I'm but getting you know their IP what? wrong. There's, uh, I guess there's no end to uh, the wrongs I'm doing Bandai Namco. It's true. Griffin isn't even bringing up Pac-Man Adventures. Oh, Pac-Man no. World? Great game. But you know what? Great games are one thing, but great guests are another. And our second guest of the night is... Uh, relatively new member of the club and i've got an important question for her, but let's introduce anisha Akeen. welcome to the show hi i have to ask what's with the chicken okay so <laughs> this nickname kind of picked up this year honestly when i started playing more games I, my Instagram has always been chickens are great. So, um, I kind of just started going by that and everyone that I played video games with called me that. And now more people just call me that. So it's kind of just like a running thing. We had a couple of weeks ago on the show, Zach Kelly, a wings over Boston enthusiast. Are you a chicken enthusiast in the culinary department? I'm actually vegetarian. So. <laughs> no, but you know, I like vegetarian chicken or vegan chicken. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm satisfied with that. Do you like uh, birds or bird watching? Um, I do like birds. I don't usually go out bird watching. I would like a bird as a pet, preferably a chicken, of course. But yeah. There's the tie-in. <laughs> there you go. That's well, it. Now that we're done with our chicken check-in, I'm going to introduce our third and final guest. It is uh, a perennial member of the club, uh, someone who's always very enthusiastic, someone who's always very organized. It is Isabel Quintus Bosch. Hello. Now, Isabel, uh, you have recently been um, been sort of parading the uh, this pretty boy's detective anime around and uh, have been gathering up quite a large viewing base for that. What is the episodes, the watching been like? Um, it's been super fun. I got into the anime originally at the recommendation of my sister, uh, and it did not disappoint. It was super pretty. Uh, I guess that's in the name. Uh, but the art style and the colors is just really fun to look at, and I found myself really enjoying it. So I thought, well, what could make this better? A watch party. So... That's that's how that happened. Now, is this uh, is this like your first anime, or oh. have you watched a lot of like like this? Uh, I've been watching anime since I was like ten, 
So this is a far cry from my first anime. Um, but if you enjoyed watching Oron High School Host Club, you'll probably enjoy watching Pretty Boys Detective Club. It has a similar feel in more than one respect. I'm not someone who's watched a lot of anime, but uh, Ruthie and I watched a short show called... Man, oh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Hioka? Hioka? Uh, it's also about like a group of high school students who form a club that's about like selling like a school, uh, not really like a newspaper, but like a like a little magazine. Oh, I think I and know which one you're talking about. It, it, it was kind of like you're talking about detectives with this one. It was kind of there was a big mystery about the whole show and it had that kind of vibe to it. And I really enjoyed it. I imagine. Uh, who knows? Maybe it's something I'd be interested in. I think it. I think you're right. I think it's called Hyoka. I don't remember myself though. <laughs> It had some good humor. That I can say for sure. Uh, Isabel, also, were you a part of the um, the watchers of the like um, sort of Jess and Connor Nash and and that group watches uh, various they they say gay TV shows. Are you a part of that group as well? Oh, um. Yeah, sometimes I'll watch the shows that uh, the folks at M Name Mondays are are watching. Um, usually, though, I I find myself in the middle of like one of their seasons, and I kind of psych myself out of joining in just to not know what's going on. But uh, yeah, I have I have tuned in for a couple shows. It's been pretty fun and somewhat gay. Just how they like it. Yeah, season two of our show is actually going to be joint the gay. Uh, I forgot to mention in the announcement. Yeah, uh, I did say that we weren't being canceled, but uh, we are definitely being replaced. Uh, <laughs> once, um, once Jess and uh, and Connor and Emily take up our mantle, bring it back to uh, to the actual the actual episode, not not jokes about a replacement. There's been uh, quite a a few different different games uh played around here and i know that, that griffin's sort of been pushing for for more board games to happen what's been your favorite of those that you've recently played um i just played a game with i believe eli taught it uh, a game called el dorado i believe it is a racing deck builder where you have to adventure across a jungle and spending various resources to, in order to um, try to get to race to El Dorado first. Um, it's quite interesting because yeah, it kind of it takes like the kind of formula of something like um, like Clank, where you are deck building along with moving all around on a map. I think it executes it really well because uh, there are like modular maps that you can use to play various different um, various different scenarios uh, that require you to buy and build your deck in different ways. And also the uh, the deck building mechanic is also interesting because of the way that the shop works. It's kind of similar to Dominion where uh, there's kind of a selection of cards that are kind of put out at the beginning. And once a once a certain once one of the beginner cards sells out of the shop, 
the next person to buy can choose to replace the empty slot with one of the with one of the available cards um, that have kind of been selected for the game. So in that way, kind of by, uh, the, interacting with the shop is also a very strategic decision. Um, it was light, it was really fun, and I'm really interested in trying it again sometime. The game for people who are curious is called The Quest for El Dorado. That's the one. I've not played this one, but I was eyeing it when it came out a couple of years ago, and it definitely seemed like uh, it was getting a lot of buzz. That usually means the game is good. Yeah, um, it was really interesting because I had read about it on Board Game Geek, and they kind of commented how how it was kind of miraculous in that um, no matter how, like far or close people are throughout the game everybody sort of ends up really close to el dorado right at the end and it ended up becoming a really tight race with basically every other player almost having made it to el dorado like one turn away uh, i ended up escaping with the victory because of a clutch play that i uh, a clutch draw that i had but it was a very close game all things be all things be told Makes victory all that all the sweeter when you can barely clutch it out. For certain. Uh, Anicia, I, I, you said that you wanted to to own chickens. Probably does that sort of mean that you would want to have a farm life, or? You see, I've I've thought about that. Um, I feel like I give off more cottage core vibes, like the cottage core witch, like possibly lives near castle like off the land vibes but also i could see myself just having like a house in the suburbs with just a chicken coop in the backyard and i kind of sell eggs to my neighbors you know that type of deal um it just depends on where the future leads me you know it's kind of funny because I just as soon as you said that I reminisced to episode one of the podcast where I got a, a nice little lecture on what cottage core is. I was going I to bring that up as well. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, we need yeah season two of the show. Forget join the gang. Join, join the, the cottage. Gang. Season two. No, no, no. Season two of the show is the show we were talking about before where you just teach me things and I sit there and, and learn and in blind stupidity. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I was going to mention uh, Sam Berland uh, was the the person who originally brought up Cottagecore. So I'm sure if you uh, if you want to to share in those sorts of feelings, um, that, that's exactly what she builds on Minecraft servers. Oh my uh, gosh, Sam! Wow. <laughs> all right, I need to talk to Sam. Then. But yeah, I, I, there's all types of different people who who own chickens. So uh, I mean, I've I've met uh, doctors who own sort of large houses and then still have uh, a chicken coop in the back. So it's definitely almost any environment can have it. Well, if chickens are the topic of the show tonight, we might as well talk about a game where I'm sure people sometimes run like chickens with their heads cut off. And that is, of course, Valorant, our main topic for the evening. Um, to be honest, you know, Max and I don't know a lot about Valorant, and this is, makes this show a really interesting experience for us. What do you guys want to explain real fast like, what Valorant is? Uh, sure. 
Um, so Valorant is a 5v5 competitive round-based first-person shooter in the vein of Counter-Strike or uh, more, I guess the more recent title is uh, Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Essentially, one team plays as the attackers and the other team plays as the defenders. And the attacking team's goal is to attack one of two or possibly three um, different attack sites on the map, labeled usually A, B, or if you're on a certain map, C. Um, and the defender's goal is to prevent them from doing so. Um, so there are elements of first-person shooting. There are also um, kind of hero. It's also the, the twist that kind of Valorant puts on the uh, CSGO formula is the uh, hero aspect of it where um, at the beginning of the game, you select a an agent, I believe is what they call it. And essentially, this agent gives you abilities that other agents do not have. So there are some that specialize in offense, some that specialize in information, some that specialize in defense or support. And that's kind of the interesting twist that Valorant puts on it. Now, uh, the... The sort of different comparisons between Counter-Strike and Valorant. Uh, Counter-Strike has a lot of very specific things about it. Is a lot of that replicated in, in Valorant? Like the buy phase, um, stealing guns from other players? Uh, yeah, that's uh, definitely a big part of um, Valorant. You have the buy phase. Um, you have to try and be economical. Um, during the buy phase and choose your guns, choose your loadouts wisely. Um, uh, you also have to keep in mind with Valorant that you have to buy your abilities to use them um, during the round. Um, so that's what kind of separates it from CSGO. Uh, you can also, of course, steal better guns from the opposing team when you end up killing them. I've heard that Valorant has been, because of its use of like these heroes with abilities, is a concept that comes from MOBAs when, when you're talking about team versus team fighting. And the other game that really did this to a different genre was Overwatch. So I've seen Valorant compared to Overwatch a lot before. I don't know if any of you guys have experience with Overwatch, but if you do, like, what do you think sets those two games apart? Um, I have played a lot of Overwatch, and uh, I don't know if anyone else here has as well, but I think that the two games are pretty different. Um... Overwatch, like, it's actually, it's really hard to switch between playing the two games, too, just because of how different it feels. Notably, in Valorant, you have to stand still a lot of the time to hit anything, um, whereas, like, in Overwatch, it's expected that you're just, like, spamming AD and um, shooting, like, as you're moving. Um, and there's also... In Overwatch, there's a lot more team fighting, and since you don't have to buy, like, um, loadouts and, like, abilities and stuff, 
the gameplay is like a lot faster. So the the games are shorter and you spend like more time in like longer fights where like in Valorant it's like uh more I would say it feels more tense uh because there's a little bit more pressure. It's um like at the same time it's slower paced and you get lots of breaks like between the rounds and stuff. Yeah, I watched my friend play Overwatch the other day, and that was the first time I'd ever seen an Overwatch game. And it was so much, like, faster. Like, the pace was so much faster. And I feel like Valorant looks, at least from an outside perspective, more tactical. And, like, you have to plan, like, your attack, defense, and yeah. I think the notable thing that um, see, uh, that Valorant has that CS or that oh that changes it from Overwatch is that I guess, I guess the main comparison is like you said, like Connor said the um, the hero system where like I, like I discussed at the beginning of a Valorant game you choose your hero and you're once you're once you've chosen your hero you are locked into that hero and you cannot switch whereas in Overwatch. Uh, from what I'm familiar with, um, you can change between in the middle of rounds or there are various maps where a certain composition is more advantageous at a certain point in the map. So your ability to change heroes is um, and your ability to be flexible with your hero picks is definitely something that's encouraged in Overwatch, whereas in Valorant, it's much more tailored to what map you're playing and you specifically lock in and you are set to play that champion for the entire match. How many champions are there? I believe there are 17 now. So specializing in one of 17 um, is, is much more of a, of an ask than, than necessarily like in team fortress two, there's, uh, much a much smaller roster. How did you guys end up picking? Once you guys play. Um. So, I watch a lot of Hafu, just in general, and she started playing Valorant, and her main is Sage. So when I hopped on Valorant, I was just like, "Hey, let me." just play sage see if i'm good at it and that's just what i stuck with what does sage do um so sage uh, her i think most useful ability is healing um the other her other teammates and also herself um she can also wall off places um like if you want to have a certain angle or you don't want the opposing team to have a certain angle, she can build a wall out of thin air and um, basically block off that. She can also slow down other players using like an orb. Um, and then her ult is resurrecting people. So... Um, if worse comes to worse, she can resurrect her teammates and try and clutch the game that way. Anyone else have specific favorite heroes? I know Isabel and I both share a common love for Killjoy, so I'll let her talk about that. Uh, I mean, 
Well, we can talk about it together too, but yeah. Um, Killjoy's great. Um, I really like, um, I really like her, um, like, nano grenade thing. Um, uh, it's, I think it's called, like, swarm grenade. And, uh, it's really fun to be able to just, like, throw it and then remote detonate it, like, from somewhere else in the map because you know that somebody's, like, walking there. It's so satisfying when it works. And then, and then you see the kill feed and they're dead and it's like, yes, I did it. Well, they don't call him Killjoy for nothing, right? <laughs> That's true. Is that your both of you guys' favorite hero? I I think so, yeah. I yeah, I mainly play Killjoy when I'm alone, but I don't typically play alone anymore. Um I tend to play Cypher because Cypher nowadays because Cypher accomplishes a similar goal as Killjoy but in the common accomplished in a slightly different way. In general, there are sort of, I think there are four or five different like classes or types of agents that they, that Valorant classifies them in. There is controllers who are about um, kind of controlling the battlefield and changing the ways or the avenues in which uh, either you or your opponents uh, are able to kind of initiate fights. There are sentinels, which are mainly concerned with gathering information and are typically defensive characters with strong defensive abilities. Um, there are initiators who are kind of the opposite. They rely on being mobile and are, are very good at initiating fights or uh, getting kind of the uh, like the entry frags or what they're called. And then there are duelists who are just generally good at flanking and general have general use combat abilities. So they're kind of just the main uh, kind of they're the more flashy characters, but they tend to be more offensive as well. So um, Killjoy and Cypher both lie in the category of Sentinels in that they are mainly concerned with defense and gathering information where Killjoy has a turret that kind of shoots enemies when they come into its area. Cypher has cameras and more strict information tools so that you can use them and kind of defend a site more passively, whereas Killjoy tends to be more active in her defense. Interesting. I love your shout out to Hafu, by the way, Anisha. Hafu is amazing. He's a great streamer, and of course she is known for being a very, very good World of Warcraft competitive player many many years ago um, so I'm, I'm glad that you've sort of come up through a streamer which is kind of cool and leads me into my next question which is like how did each of you guys like sort of find Valorant and get started playing with it um so like I said watching Hafu and I saw that there's like a Valorant community in the club and I I was like, okay, I don't know how to play at all, um, but maybe I'll have some people that can sort of show me the ropes or just not be too angry when I don't like do well at all because I already know I'm not going to do well. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's how I started. 
Yeah, so I got involved with Valorant. Um, I I heard about Valorant oh, probably two or three years ago when it was first announced as like Project, I think it's a Project like F or Project R or something. They had announced that they were basically making a first-person shooter a very long time ago, and they gave no other details. And then, uh, I think it was the spring of 2019 when the beta came out, and basically a lot of streamers had gotten access to the beta because the way that they were giving out beta keys was that they gave them out to a very small set of players and some notable streamers. And the way that you got a beta key was to um, watch a stream and you would get randomly dropped a beta key or access to the beta. And I had my stream running on like very like two or three different Valorant streamers trying to get myself a beta key the entire time. And to this day, I am still extremely frustrated that I did not get a beta key when all my friends got them within like an hour or two of starting to watch those streams. Um, but I for I guess what got me interested in Valorant was that I was a longtime CSGO player and I was kind of falling out of favor with CSGO and Valorant just kind of proposed to me a new way of playing CSGO. So I mean, it was instantly kind of hooked. Yeah, I forgot all about that, like, streamer drop keys um, and how they sent them to, like, different Counter-Strike Global Offensive streamers and other streamers as well. That was something that people I knew participated in as well. What a interesting marketing strategy. How did you get into the game, Isabel? Um, I remember that whole, like, um, project, like, uppercase letter type deal because... Right when that was announced, everybody in the Overwatch community went, oh, Overwatch is dead! You know, like, Riot's new, FPS is gonna be the best thing ever, and like, nobody's gonna play Overwatch anymore. But you know, Overwatch is still around and people are still saying Overwatch is dead. But anyway, um, yeah, and a bunch of my Overwatch playing friends were like, oh, Valorant though? Pretty pog! And uh, I just never played it because I was like, eh. And I kind of held that like kind of like, oh, this is meh. I'm not that interested stance for a long time. And uh, I believe I tried it because Jasmine kept asking me to. Was like, you want to play Valorant? And I was like, I don't know, maybe. And uh, she convinced me and uh, I started playing uh in new age with with everyone it's been pretty fun tales of jasmine's persuasiveness are not few and far between here on the show a grand influence is uh is overwatch dead to you as well or, or are you going to uh continue playing that as well Oh no, absolutely not. I am holding out until Overwatch 2 releases and we get all that new story content and just like better gameplay and new maps and it's going to be very good and I'm very, very excited if like the five Overwatch posters behind me have anything to say about it. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I think the maps are actually one of the one of the strong points of, of Overwatch, um, just the, the sort of thematicness of it. 
How about the maps in Valorant though? Are there specific maps that you guys really enjoy? I'll put it this way. There are four or five good maps and two terrible maps. I think that's the general consensus of most people in the club. I I agree. Well, for me, there's really only like one like really, really bad map. And then there's one that's just kind of like, eh, it's okay. What makes it so bad? Uh, Icebox? Is it a refrigerator? <laughs> no, it's it's just called Icebox. It's, it's, it's not as good as a refrigerator. A refrigerator has like good food in it, you know, you kinda want to go to your refrigerator. But when people see icebox pop up, we're just like, oh great. Not that one. Yeah, if you think about it, Connor, an icebox is sort of one of those budget refrigerators that you have to fill yourself, you have to, to make cold yourself, uh, and then you can bring it to other places. Um, sounding like budget other maps to me. That's <laughs> one way of putting it. I mean, I think I've had like people dodge before because we got icebox. Um, now, that, now that Breeze is done being like new they're going to be integrating it into unranked so get ready for that oh no breeze isn't as bad as icebox but like has a similar problem where there's like way too much open space with zero cover and it's really hard to work around really nice for people who like ops but everybody else can kind of just go die i guess yeah, is that, is that a thing where it's like Sentinels will be really good on this map, but um, then the, the other ones, the Initiators, will be less? or Yeah, there are certain kind of categories of abilities that are kind of good on certain maps. Like, for example, maps with a lot of open areas, it's generally better to have like flashbangs or vision or like a like vision, direct vision impairment. Whereas in smaller kind of choke point type maps, it's usually better to have smoke grenades. Interesting. Do any standout picks for favorite map? I personally really like Bind um, because of the teleports. I think that it's really fun to play around and... Uh, also, the, the teleports make a really fun sound whenever, like, someone teleports, and it's a way to figure out, oh, like, did one of my teammates do that, or, like, was that someone else? So, you can, like, go and kind of camp the teleporter, too. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's, like, that aspect is, like, less fun for some people, but I think that, I think it's pretty cool. No, I'd have to agree. I'm fine. Uh, I have some pretty fun times um, playing on that map because of the teleporter. One of like the most fun games I've played was us just playing around with the teleporter and like, yeah. Yeah, it's a good meme for like in houses and stuff. <laughs> it's it's really it can get really silly, and I like that. You really hate it when you get locked in timeout. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's the timeout room. <laughs> yeah, 
you're talking about ice boxes and you're talking about timeout rooms and all I can think of is like a hockey game where you guys are like shooting each other and then, oh, penalty, gotta go in the penalty box for a bit. Yeah, for, for reference, the, the timeout room. At the end of each of the teleporters, there is a little room that, you, that has a one-way door, so it only open. It's like a, like an opening, like a, like a it, like the door opens, but it only opens if you're coming at it from one end. So you can't open it from the outside. You can only open it from the inside. But obviously, once it's open, then you could walk in or out. Uh, the reason it's called timeout is because you, it's basically a very loud audio cue when somebody takes the teleporter. So you know when somebody's in the teleporter in that little teleporter room. So you can just sit outside and wait and just wait for them to call out. Cause there's no way once they're inside, there's no way to get out. So you can just sit there and wait for them to come out. And you can basically just, again, it's called timeout. They don't get to play anymore. Well, uh, with, with you guys talking about, uh, sort of really fun games, what have been some of your favorite moments, your favorite antics, your or your favorite uh, extremely pog moments? There, there are like some like notable moments, kind of like in a game to game type thing, but it's hard to like pick out like favorite moments. Uh, I, I feel like it, the game is definitely where, where, especially where the game is round based and you have to win sixteen rounds to win. Like any given play can feel really good, but it's very easy to then kind of just move on and kind of reset into the next round. Because even if you do well in one round, you had to. It's not just good enough to do really, really well in one round. You just have to. You have to get that magical sixteen. So, if and I guess it's the same on the other end. If you're behind, it does. It like you can still come back. It just makes it more and more difficult to come back because you have to be. It forces you to be more consistent. Have any of you ever had like a 16-0 game or like 15-1 or some like complete landslide victory? Yes. Uh, I believe Isabel and I were on the receiving end of one of those. Yeah. That sounds possible. I Honestly, I've played just enough that I don't remember. <laughs> well. Maybe you guys are, are so good that you, you don't remember some of your greatest achievements. Have you have you not had rounds where you ace the entire other team and you're the, the sole person killing them? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, couldn't be me. Maybe Griffin knows. Yeah, Griffin, do you want to that one? <laughs> <laughs> it's always fun when I... Cause, so it's a kind of a meme that I use the judge for like every single game. And it's always fun when I can like get off a lot of kills with the judge. Because I know that it's like not the best in a lot of situations, but I feel like it's just really funny when I can like scare good players like, that are definitely way better than me but just because like of luck and because the judge can spray a little bit more that I get the kill you need to give yourself more credit than that it's not just luck it's pure skill every time <laughs> there you go that's what I like to hear seeking a pure skill do you guys like play like you mentioned earlier it was a five on five game. Do you guys have any experience 
either like playing ranked or if not um just playing like in a team environment when i started playing um like when the, when the game actually came out for i think see that was season i guess considered season one um i played alone because i didn't know anybody who also else who had played the game um so i was playing ranked alone a lot and I think that uh, I think it was similar to uh, like from my experiences in League of Legends, where it's kind of some games are decided exclusively by the people on your team and less about like how good the you are, or the enemy are. If one person's just tilted or one person leaves the game, it can be very frustrating because then you're fighting a very uphill battle. Or if it's on the enemy team, it could be a very easy game. But I think in, in, in being a Riot game and them having pretty good, um, like, MMR stuff and good matchmaking, uh, I think in general they tend to find good matches. And uh, I guess it also because of the malware, um, there's not so many cheaters. Um, oh, yeah, right, we didn't discuss the malware. Um, so... In order to uh, install and play Valorant, you must install Riot Vanguard, which is Riot's anti-cheat system. Um, my details are a little bit hazy at this point, but from what I remember, it is an anti-cheat program that starts up before the kernel of your oper uh, before the kernel of your operating system, or starts up with the kernel. Uh, essentially, um, the the operating system starts up and scans everything you're doing on your computer, even when you're not playing Valorant, to make sure that you're not installing or using cheats before you start up Valorant. So there, especially when the game first came out, there were a lot of concerns about Riot spying on people. And um, yeah, we affectionately refer to the game as malware. Have you still encountered cheaters, though? Or... Because of the malware, is it just extremely hard? I've never encountered any cheaters on the game. Yeah, me neither. I've had a pretty cheat-free experience. Unless using the op counts. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember having a, a single experience when the game was kind of brand new where I saw someone who was blatantly cheating. But other than that, I have not seen anybody um, anybody cheating. Well, then it seems that it works. Just uh, give them all your information and they'll protect you. Yeah, it's just install the malware. Drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> exactly. That's one way to put it. <laughs> Join the Gang is sponsored by Palware Icebox. Ever wanted to hang out with a friend only to find out that they forgot their ice cold drink? With Palware Icebox, you can assure your friends always have something cool to sip on. Simply insert a Riot approved drink into the refrigerator and Palware will duplicate it in mere seconds. If you're lucky enough to own one of Palware's special edition models, you can enjoy a nice breeze to cool your drinks all the way to round 16. Check out Palware Icebox today before you find yourself in a bind. Well, speaking of Kool-Aid, I don't have an analogy for Kool-Aid other than the fact that the Kool-Aid man is red and Valorant's brand is very, very red. But 
we're coming to the end of the show. So do you guys have any final thoughts or, or last things to sort of chime in with? Well, I'll, I'll mention that uh, the Kool-Aid analogy that you're looking for is that the Kool-Aid was the end of those people. Just so it was <laughs> the end of the show. Are you implying that the Kool-Aid man is a serial killer? Uh, it depends on which Kool-Aid he uses. If you if you get the wrong flavor, then it's no longer, oh yeah. <laughs> it's a little more insidious than what I was expecting. Man, why do we let this guy host this show? Man, who designed this? Who, whose idea was this? Production? I gotta call him production. Have a meeting. Set me up. <laughs> okay, I, gotta, I gotta get in my last little clips before I get replaced. <laughs> any any other final thoughts? Um, I mean, I know that Valorant doesn't have like as much of a story, but I do think that it's like an interesting concept that like they try to explain like the hero abilities with like. Oh, you know, like, they have, like, special, like, I think it's called, like, Radiant, like, they're Radiant in some way, so, like, they, that's how, like, they superpower themselves or, like, their technology, so I think that that's pretty cool. They also have, like, uh, a couple animated shorts for that. Oh, the shorts are really nice. And the Spotify playlist. <gasps> the Spotify playlists are, they're so lit. Killjoys is boppin'. I know that there's uh, the very popular KDA for uh, for League Champions. Is there something like that for the Valorant? Uh, nah, they just um, they just made like a Spotify account for Valorant, and then they have playlists for each uh, individual agent um, of like songs that already exist that are kind of like oh this character would vibe with this song or like the playlist has kind of like the same feel as the agent in some way wow a proper musical tie-in that sounds lovely well i guess the last question is if if you're someone who wants to check out valorant how do you propose they get involved with playing with you guys in the community just ask like just say hey does anyone want to play valorant tonight and chances are he'll get at least jasmine to play with you that night um so yeah all you gotta do is ask someone we're happy to play anytime and help you install the malware yes <laughs> drink the kool-aid uh, yeah, we also have the in the, uh, the FPS channel, at least recently, has basically been exclusively Valorant. So come join the FPS channel. And there's also a Valorant role in the role selection in the Discord. So if you want to get pinged when people play disc uh, play Valorant, uh, check those channels and the things I just said. Fantastic. Well... Anisha, Griffin, and Isabel, thanks so much for being on the show. You were great guests. Uh, thanks for having me. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah, it was a great time. There you go. Yeah, thanks for being on the show, Max. You're a great host. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I, I was talking to the other people. Uh, why are you interrupting me? Oh. Because... I mean, oh, well, you, know, oh. you, you said it, not me. Well, it was lovely having you on here, Connor. Uh, next week, I'll be sure to get someone else. Join the gay coming soon. We love having unique. We love having unique people on here. So, 
someone old hat like Connor, get him out. My Kool-Aid time pitcher is empty, if you will. Make sure you're drinking the right flavor. Yeah, I really... <laughs> well, on behalf of Max and myself, thank you for listening to Join the Gang, a New Age Community podcast. And you can look forward to episode 17 next week. And of course, the specially announced episode 18 season one finale in a couple weeks time. Until then, stay classy and choose your flavors wisely. <laughs>